The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, My Slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, My Slippers come with an exclusive four-layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with the durable indoor-outdoor sole, you can wear My Slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. What's up, Cleveland? Amari Cooper here. Glad to be in the city, ready to get to work. Let's go. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Hope everybody's having a good, fun, safe St. Patrick's Day. Josh is wearing his green. Can't see mine, but I'm wearing my lucky green thong. <laughs> yeah, he showed it to me before the show, yeah. everybody, and... Yuck. Let that burn into your brain. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get your intro on the show like Amari Cooper did, head to uh, thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. You can leave us an intro, or you can just drop us your thoughts on the Browns. After this week, I know you guys got thoughts. Okay. So call into the show, leave us voicemails, let us know what you guys think. Um, Browns have had quite the week. The last five days seem like it's been – Five years. We're going to get into everything that's happened for the Browns in the last week, um, from Amari Cooper to just on my way in here, a Baker trade. So uh, <laughs> we're going to cover that, all the, that and everything in between. Uh, before we get to it, though, 
Remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you to everybody who's been checking us out on TikTok. We've grown yeah. a lot on there uh, the last couple of weeks. We appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen. Uh, and if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. Uh, we get extra episodes every week in there. Um, you can get in huge text message chain fights if you want. Uh, we got a little bit of everything. There's some very um, <laughs> passionate people in there, including myself. Uh, but at the end of the day, everybody, we're all still talking. So <laughs> at the end of the day, everybody just wants the Browns to win yep. football games. And, that, and that's it. So if, if you want to talk about the Browns literally 24-7 um, with people from across the world, we have people from Ireland in there all the way out to San Diego, California. Um, so if you want to be part of kind of an online Browns community that is just 100% all about the Browns, um, you get an extra episode every week. Um, you get the episodes early. We're going to, you know, we keep sprucing it up as much as we can. We get threads in there going anytime the Browns make a move for people to drop their thoughts. If that's kind of your jive, uh, you know, come hang out with us, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So, like I said, the Browns, uh, you know, the league, I think it was like called like the legal tampering period or something like that started early in the week. Um, and that's when teams could kind of get together and talk free agency. They just couldn't officially sign the deals until yesterday, I believe at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, the Browns started the week, kicked it off with a bang, um, traded for Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. We fleeced them. And we talked about this, you know, do we let them hit the open market where, you know, we got to compete with everybody or do we just go trade for them? And, you know, mm-hmm. and well, we talked about that on our after hours episode and turns out we decided not to go against 31 other teams traded only a fifth and sixth round pick for Amari Cooper, who is arguably one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's going to fit this system perfectly. We traded a fifth and a sixth round pick, but only a few picks in the sixth round anyway, because we swapped six round picks with the Cowboys in exchange for Cooper. So fleecing is correct. Yeah. And we, we talked about it on our main episode too last week. I know we did because we, we were asking that, that question. Do we just go get him? The Cowboys advertised it, made it, made everybody aware that he was available. That yeah. They were going to be getting rid of him one way or another. And we said, this is your opportunity to go get a guy at a position that we desperately need help at. And they did. Yeah, it, it was a great move by the front office. I know some people after the move were saying, why would we give up anything for a guy that was about to get released? Well, you do that because then it's only us and the Cowboys. If he, as soon as he hits the open market, it's you against 31 other teams. Now, not everybody's going to be in the market for him, but even if it's you and 10 teams, why do you want to be up against 10 teams? Yeah. I, and then, and then uh-huh. you know, and then also that – Amari, we traded for him. He has to come here, yeah, whether he exactly. likes it or not. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? If we let it go to the open market, we saw, you know, with a certain quarterback this week, we could put forward the best deal ever, and he could still just say no. Yep. So this is take chance out of it. You had a chance to go get a guy you identified is um, a player you wanted and needed to help your team. And I mean, the price tag was I mean, that's pretty insignificant. A fifth rounder. Yeah. So why? I mean. To me, solid, solid move for the Browns. No matter who's playing quarterback for the Browns, he's he is 
I think I called him one of the best quarterback helpers in the league. Go look at Dak Prescott's stats with and without Amari Cooper. He goes from uh, an extremely good quarterback with Amari Cooper to serviceable, serviceable maybe at best without him. I mean, he is the drop off is unreal when he's without Amari Cooper. When when the uh, Cowboys originally traded for Amari from Oakland, I, I remember that year and Dak Prescott was a completely different quarterback when Amari Cooper came to town instantly Mm -hmm. it wasn't like they had to go out there and build rapport or go out to dinner together and all that (laughs) crap it it was he got on the field and it was instantly production just went up yeah is he is he a top three guy probably not no but he's he's great you don't what four time five time pro bowler Mm -hmm. i mean that that was better than anything we had on the roster you know at the time um Unfortunately, because of that, we ended up cutting Jarvis. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast. As far as cutting Jarvis is concerned, it sucks. I'm not going to lie. He's one of my favorite Cleveland Browns ever. Mm-hmm. And he will be. And I can't wait till they bring him back and honor him at like a Cleveland Browns day or something during yeah. halftime. But it's just kind of the way it goes as far as, you know, you weren't going to pay him $16 million million and Amari 20 million especially as much as I love Jarvis his production didn't really warrant 16 almost 17 million dollars a year well and that's what I was going to say is yeah he's one of our favorite Browns players maybe ever but it wasn't because he produced these crazy numbers it was because of the culture change the attitude the mentality the leadership that he brought to the team which is something we've never really gotten out of a receiver at least in the last decade or something you know so that that was, but you're right. Production definitely not there, and it didn't fit the contract. Correct. Um, and and Jarvis, I think, still has stuff left in the tank where he can go to a team, and he's still going to be good for them. Absolutely. Well, he's yep. more than likely not going to get picked up for sixteen million somewhere. No, maybe half that. So um, it, it sucks. Trust me, losing Jarvis, it definitely hurt my soul a little bit, you know, some people might think I don't have one, but I do. <laughs> and, and that hurt. It definitely did hurt. I was sad to see him go. Um, but I think the team got better with Amari. Oh man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Amari, like you said, Amari Cooper's not a top threes, probably not even a top five receiver in the league, but he can be a number one receiver on a team. Yes. He can carry that you know, that load and he's got to be, if he's not the best route runner in the NFL, I mean, he's up there. He's, he's definitely one of them. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that the Stefanski systems built on timing, rhythm, being where you're supposed to be, you know? Um, So I, it's a major upgrade. And if we compare somebody with him now, we, Alan Robinson just signed with the Rams. I know that was somebody we were keeping an eye on, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's looking like there's a good chance the Browns are keeping their first round pick now. So I think wide receivers still in play, even with the signing of Amari, if if you can roll out Amari and then say a Garrett Wilson with DPJ and Njoku. Yep. And then you still got our line with Chubb and hunt. I mean, we're still pretty freaking good. Oh, yeah. If not better than we were last year. For sure, for sure. I mean, Amari Cooper already takes us to, at least in the wide receiver room. I mean, I know Beckham was coming back last year, but before we knew what was going to play out on the field, he was coming off 
you know, a season ending injury. So we weren't really sure how if he was going to be out there week one, how productive he was going to be right away. But at least Amari Cooper, we know right at the moment he's healthy. Yeah. So at this point in time, serious, serious upgrade. And we'll talk about this later in the show, but there are still quite a few pretty decent names on the defensive line available in free agency. So I still think the Browns are going to add to the defensive line, freeing up that number one or that 13th overall pick to stay offense, to be that wide receiver. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hoping yep. um, to get into some more of the moves the Browns made this week. Uh, we cut JC Treader, which yep. a lot of people were screaming about. What are we doing? What are yep. we doing again? Do I like the fact that we had to cut, cut him? No, he's really good center. They don't make this move if they don't think Nick Harris isn't ready or, or if they've identified somebody in the draft, a lot of, I think I saw a thing where like, a lot of the best centers come out of like the third round. So, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, I guess Bill Callahan, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but Bill Callahan kind of was like, you know, the, Nick Harris is ready kind of thing. So, if Bill Callahan says it's okay, then I'm okay with it. I'm okay. And I don't know if that's him, true. Yeah. I read that somewhere. I'm not sure where I read it. Um, it sucks. But like we've been saying on this show now for, I mean, honestly, like a year you don't get to have the best players at their position all the time. Like at some point it was going to come to the point where we had to start making tough decisions. Mm -hmm. And this is why when we're going to get to it later, why the quarterback needs to be able to elevate people around him and make up for some deficiency somewhere, because you don't get to have, you know, five all pro linemen. No. And two pro bowl running backs. We talked about that a lot going into the season last year. Whenever, um, you know, we were going through free agency and everything and we were saying, hey, look, we still got to pay, you know, before they re-signed Nick Chubb, we still got to pay Chubb, we got to pay Teller, we got to pay Denzel Ward, we're going to have to pay Baker Mayfield, there's no way we're keeping Jarvis and Odell past this year, you know, one of them's got to be gone, we didn't know it'd be both of them. Yeah. Uh, but that's, we, we knew that salary caps, we were talking before the show, how it's kind of a myth, but at the same time, you're right, you can't just pay every position huge money and just have an all-star team. Yes. You don't, you don't, it's, this isn't the pro bowl, right? It, you know, your, your, your best teams in the league are going to have a couple difference makers on each side of the ball. And then the rest is going to just be really solid role players. You don't, you know, you, you don't get to be all pro at every position. So does it suck that he had to be gone? Yes. But we, an organization has to make decisions like that eventually, which yeah. is why the Browns were in on the Watson thing. Because you, we needed to upgrade at that position because we weren't going to be able to roll out the same team again. No, and when an upgrade becomes available and it's a significant upgrade, you, you've got to do your due diligence. Otherwise, I mean, yes. what are you doing? And we're going to get in. Trust us, guys. I know that's what you guys want to hear. <laughs> yeah, hold, hang but tight, everybody. We're, we're, you know, we're trying to, there's a whole week of stuff we wanted to talk about before we got into that. So hang tight. If you're really impatient, check your uh, you know your minute mark or whatever, and just skip forward. Uh, but I promise this <laughs> stuff's gonna back. be good Please too. Please come back. Um, so, and then another signing that I was actually a little bit or releasing that was a little bit surprising me because of not necessarily I thought we were super high on him, but because I thought the dead cap hit didn't make it worth it. But maybe I just don't know how this stuff works. Was we released Austin Hooper? Um, designated it for June first or whatever that means. I'm not 100 percent sure how all this stuff works. I guess. If we say we're dropping him, but we don't officially do it till June 1st, then 
we can use the money we're saving now, but the cap hit's not as hard. I don't know how it works. If you guys know how it works, let me know. Um, but I just know he's not going to be on our team anymore. Every time I think I kind of understand a little bit about the NFL salary cap, I learn a new rule. Yeah. I'm like, I've, I've never heard about that one before. So, um, it, you know, I think, and here's how I know Browns fans are just a little bit, you know, kind of crazy. All I heard all all season was how bad Hooper was and how we needed to get rid of him and Joku's better. And as soon as we released Austin Hooper, it was just a crap storm of people. What are we doing? We're releasing all our best players. Uh, Andrew Barry's an idiot. My guys, I just sat here and listened for the last 10 months about how everybody <laughs> thinks he sucks. So make up your yeah, mind. Yep. It, um, but it, it the freed up enough money where between Jarvis Treader and Hooper, we freed up, I think 30 million in cap space. So let's go do something, please. Now, maybe by the time this comes out tonight, we will have done something, but up until this point, the free agency acquisitions for the Browns have been very lackluster, especially compared to our division. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got the Steelers adding miles Jack, Signing Mitchell Trubisky, who say what you guys want, but I think that's a great signing by them. They're paying him peanuts. They're paying Mitchell Trubisky less per year than we're paying Case Keenum. So, and he's going to be their starter. Well, and the thing with bringing in Mitch Trubisky, and it kind of would have been the same for us, but with the Steelers, it's it's an even more, I don't know if I want to say it's a good situation, but it, if it if it blows up, they can just shrug their shoulders and say, "Yeah, we we, we weren't we weren't expecting him to be a, a star anyway." It's a two year, fourteen million dollar deal. It's nothing. Yeah, and if he blows up and it was like, "Wow, Matt Nagy was the reason he sucked," then the Steelers can say, "Look at that, we just got a superstar on a cheap deal, and look what we did." So they're in a win win situation, Correct. really. I mean, the, the Steelers made the playoffs last year with a terrible Big Ben, awful, yeah, awful Big Ben. Now they got a, a younger quarterback who can move. I mean, Big Ben looked like he was on a walker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now this completely changes the way you have to defend them. Even if he's not all world, he can move. You have Mm -hmm. to defend that. He can hurt you with his legs. So to me, that was a good signing by the Steelers. The Bengals have gone out and signed a couple really good offensive linemen. I mean, essentially that's their biggest weakness. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, So they're, you know, trying to make sure they weren't a one hit wonder. And then the Ravens, now the Ravens signed Darius Smith, but he just backed out. So I'm kind of hoping the Browns are in play for that. I'm just um, glad he's not going there. Yeah, and me too. Uh, but you know that the Ravens are always super smart for agency and in the draft. So, and then the Browns, the Browns have signed Jakeem Grant, re-signed Anthony Walker, and we signed Taven Bryan. Ugh. We haven't. I mean, those yeah, are we brought back Chris Hubbard. Those are not big pieces. Did you like bringing back Hubbard as a swing? You know, backup depth if he, piece. If he can stay healthy, um, he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, I thought we were now we've tried to be aggressive. Apparent, obviously if we, if we took the meeting with Watson, we were trying to go be aggressive, but now that that door's closed, mm-hmm. let's get going Yeah, because the, we got some stuff that needs done. Um, and I think the offense as it stands today, I know the quarterback situations in question, but I think especially if we go receiver at 13, the offense is better than it was last year. Does Jakeem Grant coming to the Browns or, you know, the, us bringing him in, does that kind of give you a sense that they're going to try to use Felton more at receiver? Well, not only that, but also the fact I think he just wasn't that great at returning at okay. times. And um, it's been kind of a problem for us, special teams, yeah. for a while now. And they were just like, 
screw it. We're going to go get this guy who this is what he's really, really good at. I don't think Jakeem Grant's a terrible depth receiver. In the slot. He, I looked yeah. up his stats. He doesn't – He, had, I think the most yards he's had in a season is like 340. Okay. Um, but he's fast, and we, you – you need good special teams. It's a three-phase game, and everybody forgets about special teams. With the Browns, it was very apparent last year. Where mm. Ask the Packers about special teams. Cost yeah. them a chance at the Super Bowl. Yes, it did. Um, so that, that's an okay signing. I liked re-signing uh, Walker. Led the team in tackles, even though he missed games last year. Um, kind of a captain of the defense. Good leader. Good yep. in the locker room. I thought that was a really good signing. Um this Taven Bryan guy, the D-tackle out of Jacksonville, to me, it reminds me of the Tack McKinley signing. Um, for He was taken in the first round, hasn't lived up to that, but there's obviously something there to see in him that he got taken in the first, and this is just one of those things that A.B. takes a flyer on, like mm-hmm. rotational piece, talent's in there somewhere to see if we can get it out of him. We, he's cheap. Um, I think it was only a one-year deal, right? Yeah, and they're not bringing him in thinking he's going to be the, the starting guy. Correct. So. I think it's a good it's a good depth ad. So, um, and then lastly, we traded uh, Mac Wilson for Chase Winovich from New England, edge rusher. Yes, Mac Wilson was borderline going to make the team this year, anyways. He was. I felt like he was borderline last year. That's what we talked about. And yeah. then, and as much as I love Mac Wilson, the person, he was not good at tackling. Mm-hmm. Nope. He was just nope. not good. Um, Winovich was kind of falling out of favor in New England. I'm not sure why, but his playing time was decreasing. Um, so I think it's a great move by the Browns. We we trade a guy at a spot where we have some players. We got Walker. We got JOK. We got Phillips um, for a position of need. And yep. Chase Winovich is a high-energy guy. I don't think he's – we're not bringing him in to be the every down edge rusher opposite Miles. He's going to be a rotational piece. He's going to be – this year's Tack McKinley. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly how I would look at that. So I think that's a that's a great move um, to get value for somebody you are probably going to end up cutting anyways. Yeah, I love it for both. I mean, it makes sense for both teams. And I know. like that we traded Mac Wilson to a, not a dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, you know, I because like- I like him the guy. I like him as a person enough where I'm glad that we were, we're sending him to a good situation. Bill always takes our defensive players that have not exactly lived up to par in always Danny Shelton, uh, Ming, uh, Barkevius Mingo. Yeah. So, uh, I, I thought that was just a win-win for both sides. And the, the Patriots, they always deal with us. Jabal Shear. Didn't he go there too for a while? Yeah. I mean, he just, I don't know. I'm sure Mac Wilson will probably end up having a decent career now in New England <laughs> while he's there. Win a ring or two. Yeah. Um, so, but then when new England sends us guys like Jamie Collins, it doesn't work out. Jamie Collins played well for the Browns. He just didn't ever play up to the contract. Okay. You know what I yeah. mean? He was still an above average player at times for us. He just didn't do it at a consistent enough level to warrant getting paid as much as he was yeah. getting paid. Um, but And then he went back, and he's he's still good. <laughs> True. Um, that's, that's pretty much, I think that's a nutshell of what the Browns have done this week outside of quarterback, which we're going to get to. Um, <clears throat> did you want to talk about, <laughs> is that a burp kind of drink this monster? <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. Uh, so uh, we can edit that, right? No, I think that <laughs> I just add, I'm, everybody's just thankful that you just belched in their ear. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, 
Did you want to talk about some of these available defensive linemen before we move on? Yep, let's do it. So we were talking before the show um, how the Browns, like you just said, haven't made a whole lot of moves in free agency. Our biggest moves have been trades. Our biggest moves have been trades and the uh, attempted trades, right? But I I think we all need to take a step back. Once I looked at this list of available, and and I'm just looking at the defensive line because we know that's a big... I would say your two biggest needs, well, possibly three biggest needs now are... D-line, I still think you need another receiver. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Quarterback. Yep. So rather than freaking out and wondering, well, now do we have to pick between receiver or D-line and that, that 13th pick? Well, if you, we know there's no receivers. I, I'm not even going to pull up that free agent list. Yeah, they're all gone now. Allen Robinson was pretty much it. Yeah. Christian, I mean, these guys are gone. So defensive line, recently you got Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, who was just cut by the Eagles, Dante Fowler Jr., Calais Campbell, Jason Pierre-Paul, Akeem Hicks, shout out to uh, Browns by Jacob, that's his guy, Jerry Hughes, Eddie Goldman, uh, and Dominican Sue, Carl Nassib. Um, there's like there's other guys like uh, William Golston and a F- Vernon Butler, and Jadavian Clowney's still out there. Yeah. I, I was listening to some Cleveland Browns Daily today, and John, Jim Donovan was on there, and obviously he's pretty connected with the team. And he said he just is thinking that maybe the Browns are being so patient when it comes to D-line now because they're thinking you know, that they're going to get him back. Which initially when free agency started, it was that he wasn't going to come back. But like they said, tra- Clowney has a tendency to want to explore the open market only to find out he's not as valued as he thinks he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's happened it like years. Yeah, two, three year times in a row. So best case scenario for us, because I think for the Browns, he holds a lot of value. He played really well for us um, in the run game, and he almost got to the 10 sacks. It's huge. So it's huge. Um, I think if we let him hit the open market and nobody's throwing a ton of money at him, then – I think he would come back. He seemed to like his time here. Mm-hmm. He seemed to like playing opposite miles is good for him. I think if he wants to be a, he, he's got to know he's not a number one somewhere. He's yeah. a complimentary piece. <clears throat> yeah. So if we can get him back at in the longer he sits on free agency, the, the cheaper we can get him back for. So, well, um, and, and freeing up all that cap space this week, like we did. So if, if we end up having to pay, if it comes down to, we got to take some other guy, one of these other guys, or we can get Clowney back for a little bit higher than what we wanted to pay him. Now we have the luxury of saying, okay, fine, just do it. Yeah, what did we have him for last year? Like eight? I think so. I mean, I'd go, we freed up enough cap space. I'd go up to 12 to 13 for him for a year, something yeah. like that. Um, I also, I think the Dominican Sue would be a good pickup. I know he's not what he used to be, and he's kind of a little bit of a tool bag. I don't really love him, the guy, but I don't have to. Yeah, because, right. You, you know don't what I mean? Have to. I don't have to love the guy. Uh, I, he's still a disruptive force on the inside line. He has been his whole career. He might not have been what in college. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it yeah. on the D line. <laughs> but he's still a disruptor in the NFL. Um, him, I would, I would consider Carl Nassib again. Mm-hmm. I think he's another solid rotational piece at the D line. Um, These Chicago guys, Akeem Hicks on the edge and Eddie Goldman in the middle. I, I, I'd, I'd look at both those guys. A big guy on my t- get list is Darius Smith. He backed out. Yeah, with the Ravens. He, I would definitely make a run at him. Well, that's true. I'm just looking at defensive line, but if I change this to the, they've got a separate category for edge. Yeah. Um, let's see who we got here. Zadarius Smith, 
who did I not already name? Anthony Barr. Okay. Outside linebacker from Minnesota, but that could be a get for the Browns. Um, Melvin Ingram is available. So there's still KJ some, Wright. There's still some people out there. The Browns are being patient right now, and it's killing me. I'm not usually an anxiety-filled person, and I don't get stressed out by a lot. Yeah. It's been like the most stressful three days of my life. My phone battery is not lasting. It's only lasting half the day because I just yeah. keep refreshing Twitter. I know. I, t- I said I got a thumb burn the other night from refresh, refresh, refresh. But it's n- honestly what it has to do with is this quarterback nonsense that's going on. <laughs> as far as free agency goes, I know we said last week, look for the Browns to make a splash right away as far as some of these defensive linemen. But they made the splash with Amari Cooper through the trade. Yeah. And looking at the defensive linemen that are still out there, there's no wonder why the Browns aren't rushing to pay somebody too much money. No, the longer they sit, the cheaper they become. All these guys get cheaper and cheaper, and the guys that got paid big money were going to get paid that big money. So the Browns, I think, did the wise thing and let them do it. Go get that big money, whatever. Somebody else wants to overpay, let them. We're not going to do it because there's plenty of depth here. I, If that's the way they're going, which I hope it is, I think it's smart. So I don't know what the rules to this are, but so the Browns, I just thought of this, by the way. So this Ooh. is off the cuff. Um, with the Browns for freed up $30 million in cap space. Devontae Adams said he won't play on franchise tag. He wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league. Mm. We didn't get the quarterback. Do we just say, hey, man, <laughs> we got all the money you need right here. And put Amari next to Devontae. I mean. So to put things into perspective, uh, Twenty-seven million, I think, is what DeAndre Hopkins makes per year. But he's the outlier. Like the next highest guy, I think, is at only twenty-two to twenty-three. Christian Kirch has got like twenty-one. Yeah, and I think that's why Devontae won't play on the franchise tag. When you're paying Christian Kirk twenty-one, yeah, I, I get it. That's Jacksonville, though. They're, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're, they're doing. Just, <laughs> it seems like they're just throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Um. Not looking good for Trevor Lawrence, by the way. I mean, he's got some talent now, but whew. They, they just paid Christian Kirk like he's a one and he's a he's three. a slot receiver. Yeah. yeah. So. But and I don't know how it works because he's technically franchise, so I don't even know if we're allowed to talk to him. But man, if he, if Devonte wants twenty seven and we got thirty, I'd I'd think about it. I would think. Well, of course, <laughs> you would think about it. I don't think he would think about it. You know what I mean? Because I, I mean, think I, about that. Think about dude. He's Amari. playing. He's playing with Aaron Rodgers no matter what this year. If he plays, he he says he won't play on the franchise. They'll. Team. He's gonna get paid. It, they'll, they'll do like what they did. Aaron Rodgers is gonna be. He's gonna be like the new, uh, the dude from the Mets, Benier or whatever his name is. Mm. The guy who's still getting paid a million dollars every year from the Mets. He hasn't played in thirty years. That's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> his contract is so backloaded. Where if he retires, he can get paid for like years after. Uh, so th- that's how they gave him all that money, but lowered his cap hit. Um, but no, I think the Browns still got options on the defensive line where they can keep. Uh, 13 free for a wide receiver. Yeah, so <clears throat> wide receivers currently available, top of the list is recently cut Julio Jones. So call me crazy, but I don't. I wouldn't be in the Julio market. I mean, I, I would go sign Julio Jones if I'm okay with getting f- three to four good games out of him next year. And he's got to be, I mean, cheap. Yeah. Like real cheap. I think I think he has definitely hit that edge of the cliff. Uh, Will Fuller's out there. 
You've got Jay- well, Fuller can't ever stay healthy. No, that's the same thing with Julio now. And then here you go, guys. So we're talking about you just heard the list of defensive players that the Browns still can pick from. They've got essentially their pick of the litter still. Wide receivers available. Jamison Crowder tops the list. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton at 32 years old, and he's never healthy anymore. Juju. You guys want Juju? No. I mean, Juju. No. Juju's probably better than everybody on that list right now, but I don't. I but don't. He just brings a whole other world of crap with him. I mean – AJ Green, Zach Pascal, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, these we've got all these old washed up names that they're they're always injured. The wide receivers in, in free agency right now don't expect the Browns to sign anybody except for some depth. When when I see the list of D linemen available and I see the list of receiver, mm-hmm. it makes me hope and think we're gonna address that defensive side of the ball in free agency. And this is a super deep wide receiver class. I yep. could see us taking more than one. Oh, I think for sure. I, I would be shocked if we don't go receiver at 13. Depending on how the draft shakes out, we could go receiver in the second round, maybe third. Yeah. But we're definitely coming away with at least two. I agree. Now, to me, that's the smart play. Yeah, especially um, with the names at the top of that. It, the the I mean, I know the draft is deep, but the guys at the top Garrett Wilson, so good. I want Garrett Wilson. I know. <laughs> so. I know. Not going to um, be upset if uh, that name gets called. Yep. So that's what I'm kind of hoping. What do you guys want to see out of the Browns going forward in free agency? Do you want to see us address that defensive side of the ball? Um, is there a wide receiver that we kind of downplayed that you're high on? Let us know. Um, so now the moment you've been waiting for, we're going to get into all the quarterback drama from the past week. Before oh. we do, though, <laughs> Josh has got to tell us about DraftKings. So much drama. But before that, college basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If the sports book is not yet available in your state, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers and track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. And make sure you guys go out to the Daily Fantasy app as well. Play some basketball. Play some NBA. I'm telling you, I there's I don't know if I like NFL Daily Fantasy on DraftKings more or NBA. NBA is a lot of fun to play. There's a lot more games. You can play multiple multiple games, multiple slates every single night of the week you can play. And I do. So as you can see, Josh is a degenerate. Yeah, <laughs> I lost it all. Uh, so that brings us to why you guys are probably all here. Uh, hopefully you're here. Um, thank you for seeing <laughs> through the, you know, the beginning part of the episode. A lot of drama surrounding quarterback in Cleveland right now, which you know we should be used to considering our history. Um, obviously, there's stuff that just dropped just as I was on my way in today with Baker requesting a trade. I want to rewind and then just go back to the beginning and kind of go from the beginning. Our thought, you know, what we've been thinking since we found out the Browns were going to meet with Deshaun. Guys, I don't understand like this sky is falling mentality. Just because the front office is looking to upgrade the team. That is literally their job is to upgrade. 
And I know in the the Baker fans at this point, it's almost a cult. <laughs> it, yeah. it, I'm, I'm convinced some of these people would let Baker their wives. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's crazy. <laughs> it, you can't. I said he's the one player on the Browns you can't criticize. I have talked crap about Miles Garrett on this show, and yep. nobody has said one thing to me. Not one. I haven't gotten any negative comments about that. About Miles Garrett, the arguably the best player on the Browns, mm-hmm. him or Nick Chubb, and but I can say something like, you know, Baker isn't elite, and it is a <laughs> storm on me for hundreds of comments. It it, it is a cult, guys. Oh. It is not that big of a deal for your team to be looking to upgrade the team at every single position. That is what they are getting paid to do. Yep, and and. We were the Browns front office was up front with Q uh, Baker's camp at the combine. I was just listening to the radio on the way in. Jake mm-hmm. Trotter, very trusted source for Cleveland, said they were very upfront with Baker and his camp. If a top tier quarterback came on the market, that's who they would talk to. They weren't going to go sniffing around everybody, but if somebody that, that was considered elite, a Watson, a Rogers, a Russell Wilson became available, they would be. They would be doing their due diligence on those players. Yep. That's that's all they that's all they owe you. Yeah, I think, mean, I mean, think about this. Imagine, and people are like, "You just don't do this to the guy who won you your first playoff game, guys." That it doesn't matter. Just because he is better than what we have had doesn't make him great. Doesn't make him good. Right. I mean, you say it all the time that the the goal every year is to win a Super Bowl. It. If if your goal is not to win a Super Bowl, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, if your goal is just to be, well, you know, we used to only win three games a year. It's great that we're winning seven or eight. Then get ready to win seven or eight games every year because yes. that's all your goal is. You have to have higher goals. You're, how are you going to how are you going to reach Super Bowl if you're just hoping to get eight wins? Yeah, I, the one of the best analogies I heard was on the radio on the way in. Gerard Cherry was like, you know, you've been driving beaters your whole life, muffler dragging on the ground. You finally get enough money and you go buy like a 2005 Cavalier. That doesn't mean your 2005 Cavalier is the nicest car on the market just because it's the best car you've ever had. Yeah, and if the opportunity comes up to get something nicer. You're going to get it. And it's within the realm of possibility and you can afford it. Guess what? Get it. You're going to get it. Exactly. It was one of the best analogies I've heard as far as this situation goes. Imagine if a top tier left tackle came on the market. Say Trent Edwards was available. And he was looking to go somewhere. And the Browns met with him. Would you guys be like, how could you do this to Jedrick Wills? <laughs> you dr- he solidified the yeah. left tackle spot and t- helped us to the best season we've had in 26 years. How could you do this to him? No. You would be like, go get Trent Williams. He's one of the best linemen in the league. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, guys. They is, And it's not just Baker. I said it a bunch of times. If we didn't make the playoffs, there was going to be major changes. J.C. Treader's not on this team anymore. Jarvis Landry isn't on this team anymore. Hooper's not on this team anymore. Yep. You don't only win eight games with that roster and think you're just going to come back and get to do it again. And we, I, okay, I guess I can't say we all did, but I'm hoping that everybody watching this, listening to the show right now, watched the Browns last year. And if you watched the Browns, guys, you saw what the problem was out there. Yeah, it, We all saw it. We saw the defense holding teams to... 15 or 16 points and us still losing. 
Yes. We saw Nick Chubb dom- being dominant in the run game again, and we're still losing. There was one aspect of the team that was absolutely horrible. And that's why another people are like, back to the quarterback carousel. Are yeah. we going to win two games? Guys, relax. We won eight games was statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year. Yep. He was only better than three quarterbacks. So he was the 27th best quarterback in the league, 28th, and we won eight games. Mm -hmm. So the sky is not falling in Cleveland just because there's problems with Baker Mayfield right now. Two, the fact that now he's just a drama machine. So you heard the report that came out that said, uh, they want an adult at quarterback. Ooh, yep. And that sounds mean. And, uh, you know, that maybe that wasn't supposed to get out. But I told you guys there was problems behind the scenes, and they didn't. They were tired of them. So he releases, first of all, who writes a goodbye letter to a team when they're still on the team? <laughs> you know what I mean? That was just another. Yep. Justin's not here today. But even Justin was like, geez, ow. Well, before you continue with the saga here, let me just interject and say that when that came out that they said, you know, that they wanted an adult at quarterback, ever since that came out, Baker Mayfield has done everything an adult would not do. Correct. So go ahead and continue. So in Justin's is pro, I mean, oh, brown yeah. and optimistic and is anybody I know. And even he saw it and did the biggest eye roll like, my God, dude. <laughs> Like I, he, like he said, in yep. his you know thirty plus years of life, he's never seen somebody write a goodbye letter to a team when they're still on the roster. Jimmy G just played a full season for the mm. Niners after they traded Lance and told Jimmy G he's not going to be the future. You're not the guy. Yeah, Tua has been dealing with questions about his status since he was drafted. He literally had to split snaps with Ryan Fitzpatrick. For the last what year and a half, you can't even you can't look up the name Deshaun Watson without reading something about the Miami Dolphins yes. being interested or all in on Watson. Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in Falcons history, probably. Him or Vic. Okay, he's a legend there. MVP took them to a Super Bowl. He is the son in law of the owner. <laughs> That's crazy. They still brought in Deshaun Watson for a meeting. Yeah. Like, this is the NFL. If you're not doing everything you can to improve every position, then you're not doing your job. Yes, and we talked about Jimmy G as the perfect example of this. I mean, the 49ers mortgaged part of their future to move up and get his replacement in the draft last year. And what did I didn't see, no one saw Jimmy G go to Instagram and post a, a farewell letter to San Francisco or you know, uh, request a trade or anything like that. What did Jimmy G do? Took that team to the, almost to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's leadership. That's being confident in yourself and saying, okay, fine, you draft that guy. That's that's great. I'm still here and I'm still going to play. Yeah. It, it's just, it's incredible to me. And, you know, and it's not just us saying this. Draw Cherry on Cleveland radio was really hard on Baker and he's never hard on anybody. Uh, Darius Slayton, or not Darius Slayton, uh, Darius Butler I, I was watching something with him, and he was like, listen, it's okay to be mad, but you have to also at the same time compartmentalize and realize that's part of the business. Yeah. So it's it human. Is. Yes, I would be upset too if I was Baker. Yeah, and Jimmy G was upset. Yes. And Matt Ryan's probably not thrilled that he's going to get upgraded and, and 
Yes, Atlanta. But and Tua was probably not pumped that he was splitting snaps yeah. with Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. and having to hear Deshaun Watson's name every other day. It's not. It's okay to be upset. Nobody thinks that Baker Mayfield should just be happy that the team is looking to upgrade his position. It's how you react to your emotions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, if I was Baker, I'd have done the same thing. You're not the face of a billion-dollar franchise. Part of the paycheck for quarterback, whether you like it or not, is your maturity level, your ability to handle these kinds of things in a mature adult way. So we heard you know, all season long, and we talked about it every time these reports would come up that there were, uh, uh, di- what do I want to say, disconnections or whatever in the locker room. And we're like, well, what, what is going on behind the scenes? Because we didn't hear this in years past that much. And, and now, I, I, like I said, his added, his shtick, his bravado of it's me against the world. Right. It wears thin quick if it, you know, it's great if you're winning, but if you're not, it wears thin real quick. I mean, it's it's kind of this way in every aspect of life, but even more so in sports when you've got such a tight knit and you're on a team, you know, and everybody in there is sacrificing their, their time, their energy, blood, sweat, and tears for this sport, for this team. And if you've got a guy who is making mistakes and won't own up to his mistakes or won't accept any responsibility or any accountability, especially when he's supposed to be the leader of the team, that doesn't sit well with people the, on the I, team. I, like I, uh, I was listening to the radio on the way in, the word they used was entitled. Yeah. He just seems like, you know, it's almost, it's never Baker's fault. Odell wasn't running the right routes. Stefanski's not calling the right plays. You know, it just, it just wears thin. And, then he goes to request this trade. And here's the thing is I'm pretty pro player in the fact where I don't necessarily have a problem with him requesting a trade in the sense, if the team is allowed to go look and upgrade then the player should be allowed to go do what they think is in their best interest. It's two way street in my opinion. It does. But if you want to be looked at as like, you know, the leader, all we ever hear is how Baker is awesome with his back against the wall. So what better way then would be to come back and ball out this year and be like, see, you never even should have thought about upgrading me. Yep. You know what I mean? So um, it's just, I don't know. The, the, and then you've, he tells the Browns he wants traded. They tell him no. So he calls Adam Schefter. Well, it's hey, just, and it's the second time you're, he's you're done missing one like little this. step in there that I want to throw in real quick. So we, we learned early this morning or earlier today that the Browns were out of the running. They were told, you're out of the running for Deshaun. He's not coming. I don't know if that came from him, his camp, whatever. They said, mm-hmm. you're not coming. So then the report came out. The Browns say, well, we're not done with Baker Mayfield. We're still moving forward with him as our quarterback. Yeah. Is it we were exploring options? Yep. So Deshaun was out of the picture. So now they say, well, Baker's still our quarterback. Obviously, he's on the team. And that's when Baker said, no, 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 I want to trade. And it was like, dude, <laughs> couldn't you just, I don't know, just let it play out. So Jake Trotter said he originally thought um, – that the the well, first of all, the Browns said no. Now I think that there's, I I think there's almost no way Baker is the quarterback next year. I think they said Very no. Little I said percent. I think they said no to keep his value high. So you know we we fleeced the Cowboys for Amari Cooper because we knew he was, he was going to be available anyways. Yeah. The best way to keep Baker's value high is to be like, no, he's our guy. We want him, and then you know, people aren't offering us fifth round picks for him. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, but I think we're moving on from, I think we were moving on from him 
regardless. Even if Deshaun Watson never became available, I still think we were going to try to move off on from him. And there's reports, you know, saying that. Um, but Jake Trotter said he thought if we got Watson, we were going to work with Baker as far as where he wanted to go. So, like, if he was like, hey, I'd like to go to Indy, we'd be like, okay, we'll try to work a deal with them. Now, ship him to Seattle. Well, and get him out of the AFC. Yeah. Could you imagine? if he, uh, I guess the Seahawks – first of all, I don't think a lot of teams are going to line up for him. I don't think so. The, this, is, this tells you what the league thinks about Baker. We were – in order to be able to talk to Deshaun, we had to first present our trade offer, and they had to accept it before we could even talk to Deshaun. Yep. They did not want Baker. Yeah, they were they were ready and like excited essentially to move forward with Davis Mills as their quarterback over Baker. Over Baker, so what? How, a they former would number over one picks, guy yeah. who was from Texas. Yeah. So to bring the hometown kid home, and they were like, mm, "We're gonna roll with Davis Mills." Yeah. So that's just how give us draft picks. That's yeah. all we want. We're we're good with Mills. They you're right because they didn't see Davis or Baker as an upgrade over Davis Mills. Correct. So they'd rather have draft picks and just roll with Mills. Correct. Because Mills might actually develop into a a decent starting quarterback in the NFL. You don't know. And you know, I pose this question to people. If we say we were to release Baker today, just release him, mm-hmm. how many teams are lined up to sign him to be their starter? They're like knocking on the door like we want this guy. May honestly, maybe Indy. Just because they don't have one and maybe, maybe Seattle. Seattle. The two that were already in the trade talks or discussion about him. Yeah. I, I can't really think of any other teams that would be in the, the running to come get him. First and so that tells you what the league thinks about him. So that's why the Browns were trying to upgrade. Yeah, and I, I saw these stats. Um, if I don't know of any Browns players, because we mentioned Mitch Trubisky a couple times, and people were like, "No, he sucks." Mitchell Trubisky's twenty nine and twenty one in his career. Baker's twenty nine and thirty. Mitch Trubisky has a sixty four percent completion percentage. Baker has a sixty one. They have almost identical touchdown to interception ratios. Baker has more touchdowns, but he also has more interceptions. The ratio is almost identical. Okay. And they have uh, almost identical passer ratings. Mitch Trubisky's is 87. Baker's is 87.8. <laughs> okay. So for all the Browns fans who are screaming huh. about Baker's the franchise and he's the best, and he, I had people literally arguing with me that he was better than Deshaun at football. If you didn't want Deshaun for who other argued reasons. that? If you didn't want Deshaun for other reasons, Okay. There's no way you can convince me you actually think Baker is better at football than Deshaun Watson. And then in the same breath, you would probably turn around and tell me that Mitch Trubisky sucks. So the Browns aren't demanding three first-round picks plus other picks and players for Baker Mayfield. No. That's what Deshaun Watson's going for. Yeah, I think if we get a first for Baker, that'd be, I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think if, if we can land a, a decent second-round pick for Baker, that's a win. that'd be awesome. Yep. Be great. Carson Wentz just went for two thirds and he just went 27 and seven. Yeah. Yeah. He had a much better year. Yeah. So, um, I just, I don't understand the sky is falling. We're going to go back to the same old Browns. No, our team is still good. We're still a top 10 roster. Mm -hmm. We still have a guy who was coach of the year. We still have one of the best lines in football. We're, we upgraded the wide receiver room. We are better at wide receiver than we were, you know, four days ago. So I don't understand this. It's so it sucks to be a Browns fan, blah, 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 blah. I just don't, I don't get that. I don't understand it at all. Yeah. I was talking to some people yesterday and, and just 
of course, talking about Baker and Deshaun. And, and you kind of get, I understand where Browns fans are frustrated with seeing all these other teams with quarterbacks. We are too. And it's, and I understand that, oh, well, you know, we took Baker number one overall. He, we just need to keep him as the guy because you don't want to see that rotating door quarterback again and again and again. And I know it's been tough for the last 20 plus years watching that happen, but I'm sorry, guys, it has to happen again because you can't just, you can't just settle for mediocrity because you're tired of the door turning. It's got to keep turning until you get the right guy. Yeah. And, and we're not the same free. I know it, you, people are screaming this. It's not the same franchise it used to be. Correct. We are in a way different place than we ever were. We have way more talent in place than we ever were. Our front office is way more aligned than it ever was. Yes. Like, we're way different. Um, So, before we then wrap this up, so there's a few quarterbacks potentially available if we end up do trading Baker. I would say possibly Winston. um, That's Jameis Winston. uh, Possibly Jimmy G. Possibly Matt Ryan. And then number one on my wish list, and it's it's probably still far fetched, but I don't know why I'm holding on to hope for this is <laughs> Derek Carr. Yeah, who would you want if you had to get one of those guys? Okay, so if those guys were all possible options, I would take Derek Carr first because I think that Derek Carr on this team is playoffs, Super Bowl possibility. He's already played with Amari. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Derek Carr's criminally underrated. For sure. And I think he's a great leader. Um, he's a great competitor. And he's just, when you watch him on the field, I, he's not the most flashy or the you know most overly talented quarterback I've ever watched play football. But man, when he plays, he plays so well. He can move. He can make the throws. He's, he's a good leader. Leads, I think he leads the league in fourth quarter yes. comebacks. We Literally, saw that last year. Like the anti-Baker. Baker in the fourth quarter when we're losing is the worst quarterback by a lot. Yeah. So as far as trade, I mean, I know like Ryan would be a trade unless they cut him. Mm-hmm. And so best same, case scenario is Watson goes to there and they have to get rid of him. Yes. And the, okay. So for me though, taking trades off the table, I I'm in the Jameis Winston quarter after our discussion, a couple episodes ago and just doing some more research into his stats and kind of, you know, his career that he's had, I think he's an underrated quarterback. I really do. And if you guys missed everything we talked about with his stats, go back and watch that. It, we even have like a short out there about it. I mean, his stats are actually really good. He, he had one of the best rookie seasons of all time, over 4,000 yards and 20-some touchdowns. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Low interceptions. So Jameis Winston get it done. We saw last year in New Orleans, he was he had, I'm trying to remember, like over 1,000 yards. What was it? 14 touchdowns, three picks through seven games. Mm-hmm. He was five and two with that garbage New Orleans roster yeah, last year. At least on offense. Yeah. Their, not, defense yeah, their offensive roster was awful last year. So if Deshaun Watson, which right now it looks like, at least from what I read last, he's leaning toward the Saints, or the Saints seem to be in the driver's seat of this thing. That does give Jameis Winston, I don't want to see him go to the Colts. No. I'd like to see him come to the Browns. I agree. I agree. My thing with what, if you could trade for Carr, then that's a long-term solution to me. I take, you know what I mean? Yes. I think the rest of these guys, Jameis, I think Jameis could, could, be could be a long-term, but it's a risk. But you wouldn't sign him to that initially. Correct. I think Jimmy G, 
yeah. Jameis and Matt Ryan, I'm perfectly fine with either one of those three as a year stopgap. Because if yeah. you look at the free agents going into the, the following year, there's more free agents that are going to be available and the draft class should be better. So yeah. if we have to – and people screaming about, you know, they're not upgrades over Baker. Respectfully, yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy G if, – like if it's Jimmy G, he can, he can get us to – is he going to win us a Super Bowl? Could he? Possibly. He almost did. Well, that's once. the thing is, how could you say that, you know, Jimmy G's not an upgrade? He could easily take the Browns to at least the AFC Championship game, if not a Super Bowl. He did it with San Francisco. He's done it before. Yeah. He can do it again. So, um, you know, Matty Ice had his best season ever under um, Shanahan. We, our systems aren't identical, but they're similar. Mm -hmm. Run first tight ends, that kind of thing. Yep. So I think he would be good in our system. I think Jameis would fit in our system. It's an easy system for quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so those are, I think those are the options other than unless there's somebody in the draft, they identified as somebody they want, which I'm hoping not because I want to go receiver. <laughs> yeah. We need those <laughs> weapons. We do. But I think those are pretty much the options that are available. Um, we'll see what the Browns do. They, they said they're staying with Baker. Jake Trotter said, He'd be absolutely shocked if Baker's on the team next year. But he also said he doesn't think that this is just going to be done tomorrow. Like, this could drag out a couple weeks. Well, I think everybody's waiting to see what happens with Watson. Yeah. Kind of see where the how the pieces fall from there. Because, I mean, the ripple effect of if he goes to Atlanta or New Orleans, it's, it's different both ways. Yep. So, yeah, that'll tell you who's available. Because if he goes to Atlanta – Jameis is probably going back to the Saints. Yep. You know, and then if he if he goes to the Saints, Matty Ice is probably staying in Atlanta. Right. And just because he goes if he goes to Atlanta and Matty Ice becomes available, we still I mean the Colts are trying to get they need a quarterback. Yep. They've got a very good team. They're just a, a good quarterback, a decent quarterback away from really competing. And the Seahawks. Now I did hear, I don't know if this is true. I heard that the Colts would be willing to give up a first round pick for Baker. If that is true, I'm on the phone right now. Because where are they picking? It can't be true because Baker's still on the team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if that was true, I mean, they're picking probably around where we're picking, right? They didn't make the playoffs. No, they didn't. No. They uh, should, they're probably a – they had a better record, though. So, Did I they? mean, it, they, they got to be in like the 13 to 16 range, somewhere in there, right? What could we do with two picks in that? You know what I mean? Wilson Two, and Olave. Yeah. So, <laughs> something. Yeah. You know, him and a de another defensive guy. Um so if that's true, I don't know if they'll do it, but I would make that. The only thing stopping it is maybe they don't want to send him to an AFC team, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not really worried about that. The Colts are picking. Where are they at here? Da -da 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 -da. The Colts do not have a first round pick. No, so that was a lie. Unless it was like a next year first round. Okay. Philadelphia has the Colts first round pick and it is 16. So you're right about that. Okay. It's just not theirs anymore. Well, it's called Philly. <laughs> um, but no, so we'll see what the options are going forward. Relax, pump the brakes, Browns fans. The sky's not falling. We're still a top 10 roster. We still have a returning coach of the year. We still have a Hall of Fame offensive line coach. We're fine. We are fine. We're returning a top five defense. With the exception of Cl if Clowney doesn't come back, almost everybody else on this defense is all the important pieces are back. Mm -hmm. um, the offense, whether you want to admit it or not, 
the pass game should be better with Amari Cooper. Even if it's Baker back, I would say that it's going to be better because he's a great route runner and a great receiver. Yep. Um, we still have a top three offensive line. Calm down. Just because if Baker's gone and we have to roll with Jimmy G for a year or something does not mean we're all of a sudden going to be a three-win team. Yes, everybody take a deep breath. I Relax. know there were big splashes made in free agency this week, but if you look at it, the big splashes were in positions that the Browns don't need to make big splashes in. And we read the list of defensive line options that are still out there. It's long. There's a lot of them. And we still, and we still have a draft coming up. Yes, which we're going to be getting into here in the coming weeks. Yep. So. So take a deep breath. I know it's been a lot of drama. The sky is not falling. If you're one of these super big Baker fans, I understand that this is a tough time for you. Relax. It's going to be fine. And I get it because I was too. I was. I loved Baker. I was all in. Remember, I, I began the season. I was like, this is it. He's taking the leap. He's going to be elite. You predicted him to be MVP. I, in the running. <laughs> I said in the running. Yeah. And uh, but I, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and deny what my eyes are telling me. Yes. All season long. And, and, and I know he was injured, guys. But the problem is he's had the same issues now for four years. And he, he – if anybody who uses the injury as an excuse for Baker, I, you got to dismiss it immediately because he wouldn't use it as an excuse. Baker every week said, injuries not hampering me, I'm fine. And then he'd go out there, get his butt kicked and suck for a whole game, and then the press conference say, oh, I'm just really banged up. Which is it, dude? Which is it? Is it bothering <laughs> you or not? Well, and – Explain the Chargers game to me then. Mm -hmm. Yep. He must have just, the pain pills must have been extra strong that game. <laughs> you know, explain the Bengals. After yeah. the Bengals game, when Odell got released and we killed him, and everybody was like, see, yeah. it was Odell's fault. Look how good Baker is. And I remember I, I got on here and said, calm down. I know, you did. And people said I was a hater. And then how good was our offense the rest of the year? Not very. So, relax, guys. We're going to be all right. Um I think the Browns, even though it's been a Twitter crap storm, honestly, our offseason hasn't been that bad so far. We upgrade, we added Winovich, we signed a special teams guy who's going to help, we re-signed our starting linebacker, we re-signed a swing tackle, we added a good wide receiver, we freed up $30 million in cap space so we can go make more moves, Clowney still might be back, we're going to be fine. Yep, Browns aren't done. Just I think we're just getting started, honestly. I believe that too. These guys, and if you got like, if you don't like me, that's fine. Nathan Zagur is pretty well respected, <laughs> and even he's on Twitter saying, "Guys, relax. This front office has a plan and a process, and they know what they're doing." That's the one thing I, I've seen a lot of this uh, anti Andrew Barry stuff recently. Yeah, but five days ago, he was a genius. If you remember, I, I'm going to go on the last. Now we've gotten. Now if it was just one year, I would be skeptical. It's been two straight season off seasons of. Very smart, very calculated moves by Andrew Barry bringing in the right players at the right positions for the right prices, and it's worked out on the field. Give him a break, guys. He's It's going to be okay. Yeah. Relax. Yep, relax. I know it's tough. To quote Aaron Rodgers, relax. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that's pretty much it. Hopefully, we covered everything you guys wanted to cover. Hopefully, we didn't make some of you guys too mad. I know we probably did. Uh, but it is what it is. Let us know what you guys think of everything, of all of our signings. Um, is there anybody out there still available you want? I know we touched on some of the D linemen. Let us know what you think about the quarterback drama. Do you think they need to try to work it out? Do you think it's it's too late and he's gone? If he is, what do we get for him? Who who do we bring in to be our quarterback? Do we find a long-term answer? Do we find a, a one-year stopgap? 
Let us know what you guys think. Um, you can either comment on YouTube or TikTok. Even better, call into the show, leave a voicemail, uh, dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the upper, uh, in the drop down menu. Let us know what you guys think. Um, if you're a dog pack member, we'll see you on the after hours. And to everybody else, we will see you next week. I will see you guys possibly, I'm not sure when. Next time you see me, I'll be a father. <laughs> so early congratulations. Blake, yeah. Blake may be coming virtual to the show for a while. Yeah. I'll have a little, hopefully a human child to take care of for the next couple of yeah, Hopefully it's human. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, appreciate everybody watching and we'll see you guys when we see you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the dogs podcast and become an official dog pack member and join the dogs.com. Thank you.